Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Hey, you guys, welcome to episode 85. This is a recording of a live class that I taught this week called A New Way to Lose Weight. So get your headphones out, grab a cup of coffee, or go for a long walk um, and listen to this live masterclass where I undo all of our diet culture thinking and share with you a new, more fun and effective way that you can lose weight and enjoy the process along the way. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the new way to lose weight. I'm Angela Masenik. I'm a certified life coach and this class will probably take an hour, maybe less, depending on all of your questions that you might have around weight loss. Um, The goal here is for us to first uncover some of the old diet mentality thinking that we probably have. If you are here, you've probably been, you've tried to lose weight before. Um, So many of the clients, including myself, have been on different diets and tried different ways of losing weight and then they fall back into their old ways and it's like this on again, off again. I'm either losing weight or I'm not trying to lose weight. Um, And it's super frustrating if you think about all the years and the time and the money and the energy spent on trying to lose weight um, it's, it can be super frustrating and defeating. And we just, sometimes we just want to give up. I don't want you guys to give up on yourselves. It's okay. If you want to lose weight. Um, I posted about this earlier in, on my Facebook pages. It's like, sometimes I think now, like we're so used to a lot of messages like, Oh, just love your body and accept yourself who you are, which is absolutely like, that's what we do to (laughs) on our way to losing weight, especially when you work with me. Um, but that doesn't mean that you don't have to pursue your goals too. If you want to lose weight, there's nothing wrong with that. And it could be just because you want to wear smaller size pants. Like it doesn't have to be more compelling than that. And you are worth all of the amount of effort and energy that you put into this just because it hasn't clicked for you yet. Doesn't mean that it won't. And so I want you guys to really stay open-minded during the class today. I'm going to be sharing some things that you'll probably want to argue with me about and challenge me on. And that's okay. Um, I'm here for all of that. But just be open to thinking about it in a different way and trying some of the methods that I'm going to teach you today. And um, it's going to be fun. We're going to have some fun today. You guys are going to learn a lot. So I'm going to share my screen. Hold on a second. And then just a real quick overview of the Zoom format. We're going to use the Q&A feature at the bottom. If you have questions, there'll be times during the class where I'm going to ask you a question and then you guys will respond. And that's how we'll engage with each other during the class. Okay. Just checking all the things. Hey, Laura. I'm so glad you're here. Awesome. Okay. Let me... Share my screen with you. We're recording, right? Yep. All right, you guys should be able to see my screen now. I should also be like 
in an upper right hand corner or something of your screen still. Let's get this closed down. All right. I'm going to check all my things. Okay, we're all ready. All right, welcome to a new way to lose weight. And just as a brief overview, if you don't know who I am, my name is Angela Masenek. I'm a certified life coach. I am the host and the creator of the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast. And I have a small group coaching program called Stop Over Drinking and Start Living, especially for women who want to finally put that issue to bed and start living their lives. So just a real brief story of this, of my own story. I overdrank and overate for my entire adult life. I have been, had been on a diet um, since I was 13 years old. I started with Slim Fast in middle school, and I went through every single diet that has been publicized. Slim Fast, Weight Watchers, Metafast, Shakeology, Atkins, South Beach, um, juice cleanses, raw food diets, smoothies, just the whole thing. So when I say I've been through that struggle, like it's actually real. <laughs> I was either on a diet or off a diet and saying, screw it, it doesn't matter. And then a couple of months would pass and I would want to lose weight again. And I would get frustrated and I would be sold into some new diet program and I would have success with it. And then I would go back to my old ways and it just did not work until I found coaching. And along that same time too, I was drinking heavily, especially after I had three kids and I was working full time. I was really using alcohol to help manage my feelings and my anxiety and how to handle all of it. Um, and then I found life coaching and I learned why I was doing these things in the first place. I think that's one thing that the diet industry doesn't tell us is like, it just says, follow this plan. You want to eat these certain foods at these certain times and you want to count these calories, but it doesn't tell you why we're eating in the first place. Why are we eating more than we need to be, right? Like, why are we overweight in the first place? And that was like a huge missing component for me. So I'm going to give you a little bit to the why here today in this class and help you understand why we're doing this in the first place and why you're using food to um, like solve some things that you probably aren't even aware of in your life. So I want to go back to this. My point of sharing this with you is that if I can do this, you can too. I promise you. I struggled with this. My, I, I, I resigned myself to think that I was fat at some point, like right before I found life coaching. I'm like, I'm just going to be fat. It's going to be okay. I'm sick of this struggle. And then that lasted about, you know, six months or so. And then I found life coaching. I'm like, this is it. This is finally it. This is the last time I'm going to lose weight. And that turned out to be the case. I've lost 55 pounds now. I've kept it off. It's, I don't feel like I'm on a diet. It's a way I live. And it's not hard. It's not complicated. And it's something that you all can do as well. All right. So I believe that anyone can lose weight and stop over drinking permanently without being on a frustrating, depriving diet for the rest of their lives. All right. And we do this by learning how to feel and by managing the thoughts in our brain. And that is solving the underlying issue to why we're overeating or over drinking in the first place. So I'm really interested before we start the class and I get into the how um, and what I teach, I'm really interested in what your diet rules are. Okay. So tell me what you think is required to lose weight by just typing in the Q&A what you think is required to lose weight, just like your initial thoughts on that. And I've listed out some of the things that you probably are saying here, but I just want to get a pulse of where you guys all are on what you think about weight loss and what it takes to do it. 
Yep, Kelly says calories in, calories out. Less calorie intake, says Rhonda. Eat, few, <laughs> eat few, fewer calories than you burn. Low carbs, less calories than I expend. Taking in less calories, snack less, more exercise. Yes. Yeah, so much about this whole calories in, calories out thing, right? <laughs> Laura says it changes every day. The newest fad. Truly think we miss the psychological reasons. Absolutely. Burn more calories than you consume. Choosing healthy. Eating less than I want. Sacrificing what I really want. Counting calories. Eating good, good as opposed to bad food. Laura says only eat when hungry. Less calorie intake. Carrie says cutting carbs and exercising. Rebecca says, motivation and consistency. Don't eat too much. Lower the stress hormone. Manage my mind, Liz. <laughs> Liz is one of my clients. You're right. Move more, says Laura. Seth says, macros, protein, 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 low carb. Yes. Sylvia says, whole foods, exercising. Donna says, exercising, biking, hiking, walking. Healthy foods, clean eating. Yes. So you guys all know, <laughs> right? Like, we all have, this was not hard for us to do, is to pull up how we think we can lose weight or how what it takes to lose weight, right? Like there's a range of it. Most of it came down to calories in, calories out, moving more, eating healthy, clean food versus bad food, macros, that type of thing, okay? And so now I want to know, if you guys are here, it's probably because you'd like to lose some weight. Like how is that working for you? Have you been able to lose weight permanently following what you think is the way to do it? Just yes or no in the Q&A. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, I drink too much. No, no, you guys, right? Like it's just almost insanity. I wish somebody had just like slapped me across the face like 10 years ago. I wish I would have known what I'm teaching you 10 years ago because it would have saved me years, decades of my life focusing on the wrong thing. We want to be told what to do, what plan to follow instead of intuitively knowing what is best for our own selves and trusting our own minds and our own bodies. No. <laughs> Wine, yes. No, not permanently. If I lose weight, you don't see me right after you missed it. <laughs> Carrie, that's awesome. Right, so you guys, this doesn't work, okay? So what, I just asked this question to you guys, what you think you need to do to lose weight. You guys all listed a bunch of actions. One person questioned, there's more psychological things going on here, right? You think you need to Eat a certain thing, eat at certain times of the day, follow a plan, track your calories. These are all actions that we take, okay? These are things that we do in order to lose weight. That's what we think it takes. If I just eat less, if I just exercise more, those are actions, okay? I did a really fun exercise today. I typed into Google how to lose weight permanently, and what it comes up is like, you know how Google has those little lists, like step one, step two, step three? You just see lists of actions to take. Eat more protein, drink more water, eat less sugar, sleep. All of these things are actions, okay? 
But my question is, what about our mind? We aren't addressing the underlying issue to why we're overeating in the first place. That is not talked about. <laughs> it's just not. And I'm going to help you see how important it is today during this class to pay attention to what you are thinking inside your brain. I teach that your thoughts create your results. And it's not even something that like is not true. Like the, the running sentences in your mind do create the results in your life in every area of your life. And it's no different with weight loss. So I would like to know just kind of another pulse here, what your thoughts are about trying to lose weight now, like just your basic thoughts. What first comes up when I say, what do you think about the process of losing weight now? I'd love to just get a pulse on where you guys are. So try out that in the Q and A. It sucks. Confusion. There's so many things to do. Yes. So much work. Another thing to do. Yes. Overwhelmed. I'm so tired of trying. I'm 58 and feel like I've tried everything. I think now that I'm over 40, it might be impossible. Or over 50, it might be impossible. So conflicted. I don't know if I have the energy to put into it. My gosh, you guys. I know I can do it. It's a mindset and being prepared. Having the correct foods available. Steph says, I'm excited to try your way finally. Anonymous says, I should be able to do this. Lisa says, can do it. Am doing it. But how can I maintain it? Yeah. So it's like, I, this is working now, but will I be able to do it long term or forever? What if, you know, what if the other shoe drops? That type of thinking. Yeah, society, frustration when you fall off the plan, whichever plan you choose, yes. Yeah. So I'm just going to take one thought, Carrie. You shared, I'm so tired of trying. I'm 58 and I feel like I've tried everything, right? These thoughts that we have about losing weight are creating our current results. I'm gonna get into that a little bit later, but I just want you guys to see and to uncover your current thoughts about doing it, okay? And what you're gonna find in this class is it's less about the actions that you take or the food you eat or the times you're eating. It's less about the actions and it's way more about what you're thinking about this process and yourself and your own capabilities. Okay, and the process of it. If you're thinking it's just another thing to do, it's such a common thought, right? A lot of people that join my program, the Stop Over Drinking program, they don't want to take on both the over drinking and the overeating at the same time. That's just so overwhelming, right? They only want to focus on one thing at a time because we have these belief systems that doing another diet is going to require so much effort. It's going to be hard. It's going to suck. We're going to have to sacrifice and feel deprived and all that shit. And what I'm here to tell you, it doesn't have to be like that, okay? When you learn how to use your own brain and your own internal system to lose weight, it does not have to be hard at all. And you don't have to keep looking to another plan or to another diet to achieve what you're want, wanting to with weight loss, okay? And you haven't lost weight permanently because you haven't changed the way you think about food and how it's used and your own intrinsic ability to do it, okay? That's it. And just because you haven't done it yet doesn't mean that you can't do it. And it doesn't matter how old you are, okay? I've coached women all the way into their late 60s, and this works. 
I don't care about the hormones. I don't care what's going on in menopause and all that stuff. Okay. Your thoughts about this work matters. And if you're thinking it's going to be hard, it's another thing to do. I don't know if I can do it. Your results will not be very good. Okay. You might kickstart it a little bit, might get a little success, and then you'll fall back into your own ways because it doesn't feel good. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable for you. Right. Also, we haven't uncovered why you are overeating in the first place, right? And we don't want to take the time to uncover the why you're overeating. We just want to lose weight fast. That's a part of the other problem. It's like we're, we see society and all these offers and solutions to losing weight. We can lose 20 pounds in a month, right? Sign me up for that. Juice fast. That's the way to go. You can lose so much weight so quickly. It's so healthy for you, right? Like that's what we want. We are an instantly pleased society. We want it now and we want it fast. And I want you guys to hear me on this. Weight loss does not happen like that. Permanent weight loss, there is no emergency to this, right? You want to you want to be in it in the long game. You want to eat in a way and live your life in a way that you can sustain forever. And when you do it that way, it's going to be slow. And there's going to be weeks where you don't lose weight. And you have to be willing to be with that and slow down and understand to get the results that you want to get at the end. Okay. It's not a quick, what I'm teaching and what I, you know, suggest to my clients is not a quick solution, but at the same time, you're getting to the underlying issues of why you're overeating in the first place. And you're solving those on the way so that when you do get to your goal weight, it becomes a permanent thing and you change the way you've thought and how you manage things on the way there. And so it becomes permanent and you don't go back to your old way. So we want it to take a little bit of time. We want it to take as long as it needs to take in order for that process to happen. Ooh, Sylvia, good one. I'm a bit resentful about cooking my vegetarian meals and a second meal for my husband. Too much work. Yeah, so why do you want to do that? <laughs> why do you have to cook for your husband? You know, like these are, this is part of the reason I'm going to actually get into the, the thoughts piece of this is like, this is a thought, right? I have to cook for my husband. I have to cook two meals. You don't have to do that. You know, like you could say, no, do you want to cook a second meal for your husband? That's a different thing, right? Do you want to be able to do that for him? Do you enjoy doing that for him? Then we, we want to change that language in our own heads to be like, I'm choosing to do this. This is my choice right? We don't have to do anything. Just reading your comments over here. Yeah, Renee says, honestly, I want to believe I can do it, but somehow I don't believe I can because of so many past failures. Yeah. So you guys, I recommend that you don't look to your past for evidence of being successful in the future. <laughs> it just, like when your brain goes to scan all of the failures that you've had with dieting, your brain, that's your brain's job is to detect pain and failure and roadblocks right? To protect us to stay alive. Like that is a function of our brain. So it goes and looks like it's a computer, scan, 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 failure, failure, failure. Oh, that's going to be too hard. 
right? We don't want to take the harder way. We don't, we don't choose that like as our default. We take the easy way as our default programming, right? Our, we have this motivational triad. It's seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and saving energy. So when we think about taking on another weight loss or like trying to lose weight again, and we go to scan our past of all these failures, your brain's like, alert, 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 danger, failure ahead, right? So you need to learn how to manage that. Just because you don't believe that you can, or you think that way now, doesn't mean that you have to keep thinking that, right? We want to look for evidence in our future. What, and we do that by creating goals and thinking a way that feels good and true to us now. We don't need evidence that this has worked in the past. If I had followed my evidence of all of my failures before, I wouldn't be here today. If I had just looked to my past for proof that I was capable of doing this, I wouldn't be a life coach. I would be 55 pounds overweight and still drinking every night, not living in my dream house. Like none of this would be happening. You would not be here today. <laughs> okay. So stop looking to your past, your past for evidence that you can do something in the future. Okay. You guys get to decide what your future looks like. Your past does not dictate that. All right. All right. So I just want to cover over uh, uh, briefly review why we overeat in the first place. Okay. So we overeat for many reasons. One of them is over hunger. We wait too long and we have like this incessant desire to eat. And then we overeat when we're over hungry, right? We're tired. We're stressed. We're, we fear hunger in the future. This was a huge one to see in my own life. I was like, I better eat now because I'm not going to be able to eat in three hours when I'm out running around. So I would overeat in that time when I wasn't really hungry because I was scared of feeling hunger in the future, right? And so when that happens, your body just stores that extra fuel, that extra food on your body, right? Because it thinks it might need it in the future. And what happens is we don't need it. We just get hungry again and then we eat more food and then we haven't even used the reserves that we've stored up, right? We don't want to hurt people's feelings is another reason why we overeat, right? Like think about going to a party and the host makes all this delicious food or it's a family member, or your mom or something, right? We can't say no to the homemade cupcakes or all the things, right? So we don't want to hurt people's feelings. So we overeat. We like to feel a part of the group. We want to celebrate. We don't like feeling bored. Like if you're watching TV at night, it's just boring to sit there and watch TV. So we eat to entertain ourselves while we're watching TV. Okay. We do it for pleasure. We do it because it tastes good. Like I, that's a hard one for me. It's like, if it tastes really, really good, I want to eat more of it and go past the point of me being satisfied. Okay. And because we worked out hard is another reason. Like if we're exercising really hard, going back to this whole calories in calories out, we're like, well, I ran five miles today. I should be able to eat this extra piece of pizza or this bowl of chips or all of that stuff. And then we eat more than our body actually needs. Okay. And what I want you guys to see here is that most of these reasons are emotionally based. Think about it. You're, we're using food as a requirement to feel connected or to feel like we belong as a reward to feel rewarded or a substitute for feeling guilty about throwing food away. That's a huge one. We don't want to, you know, it's like this clean plate club. That's how I was raised, you know, and, and, I think we're getting away from raising our kids that way now, um, but I still have to watch my own self and how I talk to my kids. Like, we don't want to waste food, right? It's terrible. Our bodies aren't a garbage can. <laughs> we 
we don't need to put excess food in our bodies, right? Because we have access to food. Most of us on this call have access to food whenever we need food, right? We don't need to store excess food for a time when we might not have access to food in the future. So why is it so hard to lose weight permanently? We aren't solving the underlying reason why we were eating in the first place, right? We just are gonna, okay, I haven't solved any of those issues, right? I don't even know why I'm eating, but I'm just gonna follow this plan that's gonna tell me exactly what to eat and when to eat it. And we give our power away that way. We don't get to the underlying reason. And so it's still there. And then what happens is we start some diet and then we have all these emotions that come up and all the reasons why we're, we've been eating that we haven't addressed and then we go off our plans, right? And then we do a binge or we say, screw it, it's Friday. I've been good all week. Or I ate really clean for the past three days. I'm going to eat this stuff, right? So we're looking for solutions outside of ourselves to answer this issue of overeating and to lose weight. And we disempower our own ability to be the solution ourselves, okay? So then after many attempts and many years of this behavior, we start adopting beliefs, just like you guys told me in the Q&A, that we can't do it. There's something wrong with me. It's too hard to lose weight. I don't feel motivated. I'm not motivated. It's something else I have to do, right? Because we've done it so often in the past and it hasn't worked for us. And so the idea of doing it again, we're just like, no thanks. Until we get frustrated enough and then we start looking for the next diet, right? So all of those thoughts create a result of not losing weight. You guys following me here? What questions do you have? Does this make sense to you why the diet industry doesn't help us, right? They want you to subscribe to their methods <laughs> and pay them money with its shakes and meal supplements and diet programs and Weight Watchers and apps and all that stuff because they want you to rely on them for the information. But I'm telling you, you guys have it within you right now. You don't need that stuff to lose weight, okay? Lisa says, the little book of big change made me wonder if my reasons are not so complex. I got into habits of eating stuff that tastes yummy and not worrying about the consequences of variety. And then when I want to change my habit, it was like a well-worn path. I kept falling back into. I'm letting that path grow in with the grass and making a new one. Valerie says, this makes a lot of sense. It's very empowering. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So I'm going to give you some my tips. All right, you ready? This is what you've probably been waiting for. I'm going to give you some actions to quick start your weight loss, okay? Because I know that some people just want to get going and I'm going to give you the actions here to do that. And then I'm going to tell you how to manage your mind on the other end of it, because I can give you all the suggestions to do. I can tell you exactly what to do or tell you exactly what I did. But if you don't change the way you're thinking and address the underlying issues, it's not going to work either. Okay. That's where the coaching part of this work comes in is understanding your brain and learning how to feel your feelings. And that's exactly what I can help you do, but I'm going to give you the quick and dirty here. All right. So what you want to do, the first thing, the first step is just write out your food in a journal or a notebook 24 hours in advance. You literally just get a notebook. Okay. And you write out breakfast, eggs, toast, lunch, salad, chicken, dinner, steak, potatoes, whatever. Okay. That's it. 
It takes less than two minutes. You just write down what you're eating for your meals. And I suggest that you choose meals that you want to eat, not think that you should eat. All right. So a lot of times we think we need to eat this clean diet or, you know, follow this plan or eat low calorie foods or whatever it is. You guys have to let all of that go. Let all of that go. Please do yourself a favor and throw out all of those diet rules that you have. Okay. This is what works. You write your plan 24 hours in advance in a journal. You get that out of your head onto paper. That is very critical. If you keep that in your head, your brain is just going to confuse. What did you say you were going to have? And, oh, you know, you didn't really want that. Like, and it'll argue with you when it comes time to eat. Okay. Hold on. For the first two weeks of this, I want you to start with foods that you currently eat. So just look over the past few days and write down the foods that you are eating, what you have in your home, what you tend to like, what you enjoy eating, okay? And we're gonna start there. So if you like pasta, it's okay to put pasta on your meal plan, all right? And I'm also not telling you to meal prep. I'm telling you just to write down what you're gonna eat the day before, right? And you gotta make sure you have food in your refrigerator or you, you're, you know, if you're going out to eat, and you have plans that you get takeout or go out to eat or something, like you probably know that the day before. So just write down what that is in your journal, okay? Start with foods that you're currently eating. And I know this is going to be so hard for you guys because you want to lose weight fast. You have to let that go. <laughs> just trust me, all right? The next step is you've got your food plan, and then the next day comes, and it's time for you to, you know, you're going about your day and you get hungry, then you eat what you have planned. You don't change the plan. You don't be like, well, I planned chicken with this salad, but I don't feel like chicken now. I'd rather have steak. No, we don't do that. We honor our commitments to ourselves because those in the moment decisions really like um, weaken us and our ability to make good decisions. We want to honor what we chose the day before because that's what the real you wanted. The real you actually sat down and thought about what you wanted to eat, what would taste good, what you would enjoy with your goals in mind, right? And we want to honor that part of you. Now, what happens in the moment is you're at the effect of that primitive brain that's seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and saving energy. So it might tell you this sounds good and it doesn't matter because it's the same amount of calories, but you got to be like, nope, but we're going to eat what we're planning or what we planned. Okay. And then you only eat when you're hungry, when you're truly hungry, you can feel a stomach pain, right? So many of us don't even know what that feels like. We've been trained to eat every three hours to not get hungry. That's going to screw with our metabolism. Please let all that go. You want to feel hunger and have physical signs of hunger in your body before you eat, okay? I'm not saying wait to get till you're starving, but until you notice hunger, like you are noticing it, it might be a little distracting to you, all right? So this is how I notice. Like I usually only eat two meals a day and I'm like in the morning, I have my coffee and then I might have like a little hunger pain, like maybe around nine. I'm like, okay, just notice some hunger, then I might drink some water, go without my day. And then it goes away for like another two or three hours. And then it comes back again. And then it's this one, maybe it's a little bit more intense. I might, maybe I feel it in my head a little bit. I might get a little um, headache or a little lightheaded or something like that. I just might notice a change there. And I really can tell that I'm hungry. 
okay? But it doesn't, it's not uncomfortable. Like I can still keep going on about my day, um, but I'm starting to get a little distracted with it. That's like true hunger. It's like, okay, now I know it's time to eat. When my body is telling me and giving me these signs, it means it's time to eat, okay? The difference here is when your brain's like, ooh, that sounds good. Am I hungry? I don't know. Am I hungry? Like, and you don't know, <laughs> right? And when you ask yourself that question, there's any sort of like wishy-washiness or confusion. I don't know if I'm hungry. Am I hungry? You're not hungry. <laughs> okay. Wait, drink a glass of water. Wait until you are truly hungry. You don't want to be starving. You don't want to be like, I need to eat all the things right away. You just want to be hungry. Okay. And then you start eating then, and then you stop when you're satisfied. You don't stop when you're stuffed. You don't stop when your your stomach is full, okay? You will notice what this feels like when you're just like, then your mind starts thinking about other things besides eating. When you notice your mind getting off what you're eating and like wanting to look at your phone or talk to somebody else or get distracted, okay? And you feel satisfied. Like you could still go, like you could get up, you could go exercise, um, you have energy. You don't feel like a big weighted ball in your stomach. Does that make sense? So you eat when you're hungry. You stop when you're satisfied. This takes awareness. This takes being slowing down, not looking and looking at like your phone or watching TV or um, staring out the window and daydreaming. <laughs> this is like, I'm eating my food. This is what it feels like. This is what it tastes like. This is good. Like enjoy the experience of eating your food. Pay attention to it. Slow down. Put your fork down between bites. Really be in tune when you're eating your food. And you will know when you are satisfied, okay? And then you're just like, but it tastes so good. Like, notice what's going on in your head. If you know physically in your body that you are satisfied, but your brain's like, ooh, but it's so good. I, I didn't get to eat all, everything on my plate. That's when you want to stop, all right? And just let yourself be uncomfortable for a moment with wanting more. You're not going to die, I promise you. <laughs> All right, so this is what you want to do. Plan your, your food 24 hours in advance. Eat when you're hungry. Stop when you're satisfied. And then you follow your plan and manage your mind and learn how to feel those feelings instead of eating, okay? And then also let go of everything that you've ever learned about dieting and losing weight, everything, all right? Valerie says this makes a lot of sense. Steph says, it's my biggest problem. I multitask when I'm eating. Something a meal can take an hour because I keep doing other things. Yeah, we got to stop doing that. So a lot of times, like this is something that I learned when I was losing weight too. It's like when we're distracted and doing our things, it's like our brain doesn't even realize we ate because we're not focusing on the food. And so it might, oh, did you eat today? Or have you had any food today? And like give you all these thoughts about food because it hasn't even really recognized that you did eat. So that's why you want to sit with your meal, pay attention to it, enjoy the heck out of it, notice the smells, notice the flavors. Like this is one of the benefits about food is like it can be very pleasurable for us, right? But sit and be with it. And I promise you, it will help you eat a lot less too, because you'll notice like, I'm good. I'm satisfied. That was delicious. I'm done now. Right. And then notice how you feel after you eat certain foods as well. Yes. Feel your feelings instead of feeding them, says Valerie. So the next part of this is, is going back is tracking data. We want to take is like a scientific approach to this. Okay. Some people may have to 
eat different ways, right? There's not one solution that's going to be better for everybody. You need to take the time and figure out what foods your body responds to with the best, okay? So at the end of the day, you want to go back and assess your food plan and know if you followed it or not and write down or write a note next to it if you didn't follow your plan and what you ate and why, okay? And then document like how you felt physically after you ate. Like for me, like sometimes I plan to eat pizza and then I eat too much, like even two pizzas and I feel terrible. And I tell myself, I do not want to eat pizza. My brain likes to think that I love pizza, but my body does not like pizza. I want to listen to my body. Okay. This is the biggest takeaway here of all of it. You want to listen to your body and not your brain. Tune into how your body feels listen to when you're hungry, answer that. Our body tells us exactly when to eat and when to stop. And if we actually listen to that, we would not be overweight. But our brain gets in the way and delivers all the thoughts that create the feelings that we need to escape with food, right? That's where we get into trouble is in our mind. But our body knows exactly what to do. Even when we overfeed it, it stores it because it thinks that it might need it in the future. Our body is like, serving us no matter what is going on. It's a beautiful thing. So we want to learn to trust our body and know that our body is doing exactly what it needs to. Even if you have excess weight on your body, like that's your body is functioning, right? It's just been overfed by how you're thinking and, and in response to your feelings. And your body's like, oh, we must be suffering here. We must need this food sometime in the future because you keep feeding me, right? So the more you can turn into your body, the more successful you will be and, and let your, like learn how to manage your brain and feel your feelings, which is where coaching can come in. Okay. So approach it in a scientific method, plan your food out, follow your plan, and then assess at the end of the day, if you followed your plan, just make a little note next to your notebook or like what you had planned, if you followed it or not, and then weigh yourself every day and just start collecting data. Okay. We want to get over the scale drama, the scale, the number on the scale is a neutral number until you have thoughts about that number on the scale that cause your feelings, okay? The scale doesn't have power over you and that number on it. That scale cannot affect your mood, none of it. You have to have thoughts about that number on the scale before you get affected that way, okay? And so you just wanna watch all of that. Just start writing down the numbers every day. It's just data, scientific approach, okay? I want you to do this for two weeks without changing anything besides planning what you're gonna eat in advance and eating when hungry and stopping when you're full. All right, that's it. And assessing, do this for two weeks and you will get very far, I promise. You will get very far. You'll be surprised at how much weight you can lose when you just do this simple method. It's not something daunting. A lot of people think, I just don't wanna take on another thing. It literally takes two minutes to write out what you're gonna eat for tomorrow and then another two minutes to assess it at the end of the day. You're already spending time in eating anyway, right? Think about how much time you're spending thinking about what you're eating now, and then maybe not following what you really want to eat, and then beating yourself up about eating too much or beating yourself up about, you know, being overweight, all of those thoughts that you currently have, right? This approach and just planning your food and following your plan lets you not think about it as much. You've already made the decision what you're going to eat. You don't need to think about it the next day. You just follow your plan and manage your mind when your brain likes to tell you the, to go off the plan. That's it. So it literally takes no more time than what you're doing right now to lose weight. 
It doesn't have to be this big thing. It can be very, very easy. And if you can think about it like this is easy, this is new, I can do this. You will feel empowered. You will feel motivated. You'll feel excited about it, right? But if you think this is another thing, then it, it, just, it just won't push you to take action there, all right? Also, if you want to eat ice cream or dessert or pizza, it's fine. Just plan for it in advance. Don't make those decisions in the moment. That really feeds our desire for these types of foods. We don't want to make decisions based on how we're feeling or if we're stressed or we want to reward. Like we want to stop that emotional cycle with food. So if you want the pizza and you want the ice cream, if you want the chips, just put it on your plan. And you might just want to eat a little bit less dinner to, to follow the, the basic rule of eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full. Okay. Let me know if you guys any questions on that. Take a drink. So you guys in? You gonna do it? All right, throw away your calorie apps. <laughs> Delete them from your phone. No more calories in, calories out, okay? This is what happens. We think that, um, Julie says, I love it. <laughs> Lisa says, guessing it will take less time to plan and write it out the night before than entering everything in Fitbit, constantly to check where I'm at. Yes, absolutely. It literally takes two minutes to write out three sentences if you're eating three meals a day, okay? Um I wanted to talk to you guys about the exercise and the whole like calories in, calories out, especially because so many, I'm, I'm guessing most of you guys have done Weight Watchers or something like that. And we are used to being told, well, I worked out and so I can eat more. And that's just not the case. Your body will tell you exactly how much food you need by listening to the hunger and listening to your satisfaction cues. Okay. That's how you know how much food to eat. So when we think we worked out and we're in this sort of like the back of our mind is calories in, calories out, we're going to overeat. And then it's like Weight Watchers teaches us, well, if you run three miles or do 30 minutes of exercise, that's another 300 calories that you can eat. And that's just more than we need. And then what happens is it might work for a while. And then it's like we can't work out and we're used to eating that much. And then we the scale goes up again. It's just too much. Okay. I run and exercise hard almost every day. And I don't eat before I run. I don't eat before I exercise in anticipation of needing fuel or any of that stuff. I just exercise and I eat when I'm hungry, stop when I'm satisfied. Okay. And then if I get injured or something like that, I don't have to like totally cut back on the amount of calories I'm eating. It's just always the same. Always the same. Some days I'm hungrier than others and I eat a little bit more or it takes a little bit more food for me to feel satisfied right? Sometimes I'm not that hungry. Even if I worked out really hard, you just need to listen to your body. What's the difference between over-desire for food and relishing and enjoying your food? It's a really good question. So usually we over-desire food if we're like, we know we over-desire things if we're thinking about it too much. We might be obsessing about it, dreaming about that cupcake that we're going to have or that special meal that we've planned for. And we're like, Ooh, this is going to be really good. And like, kind of like, um, it's weird, but it's like, we get like kind of porned out with it in our own mind. It's like this over excitement for it. And then we eat it. We're like, oh, and then we get our dopamines level really rise up. And it's just like this big experience. So 
um, that's definitely an over desire. And if you are thinking about it a lot and you're eating it a lot, so you're daydreaming, oh, I just really want that cupcake or a donut or something like that. And then you're eating it more, you're feeding into that desire. Okay. There's an over desire there. And then just really enjoying and being with your food. It's like, you're not thinking about it so much, but you're just like really present in the moment with your food. And you're like, Oh, this is amazing. This tastes so good. Like before this call, I was hungry and I had a half a peach. And that half of, I didn't daydream about it. I had planned for it. But when I ate that peach, it was like, oh my God, this is so good. It's so juicy. It's so sweet. I enjoyed it so much. That is like the difference, right? I wasn't obsessing about it, over-desiring it before. But in the moment, I was like, this is amazing. Does that answer your question? Just reading through tips for adapting to others and invitations. I'm avoiding people these days or suggesting coffee or walks instead of lunch, but I want to feel at ease and not panic when someone asks me to do something that's hard to control. Yeah. So I actually don't find a problem with that. Like I did that too. When I first started this work was like, I didn't want to go to restaurants all the time. I wanted to move away from my life revolving around food and alcohol all the time. Like, like that's all I did was I cooked. I made fancy meals. I went out to fancy dinners. I had people over for wine tastings. Like it was like the only sort of hobby or activity that I did was so much around food and alcohol. So when I was doing this, I'm like, I want to change my life. I don't want it to be the focus of everything that I do. So yes, I definitely would recommend doing some of that. I also unfollowed like a lot of the chefs that I was following on Instagram or like the fancy cocktail makers or the you know, the wineries that I knew so well in California, like I unfollowed a lot of that on social media because I didn't need to be inundated with all of this messaging all the time. So I don't actually think that that's a problem. Eventually you're going to, you know, want to be able to go out to dinner and have lunch or go to a bar or whatever that is, or have people over. <laughs> I keep thinking we're not in a pandemic right now, but um, you want to be comfortable doing that. So if you are invited to do something and you really want to go, or you want to have people over there's food, you just have to be willing to be uncomfortable. You have to be willing to be like, honor yourself, honor your commitments, feel those feelings, um, choose the discomfort on purpose. And once you do that over a couple of times, I guess it's not a big deal. You're like, I'm good. You just, you just don't care as much because you also like, when you think about planning your food, you aren't going to be planning food, especially for the first two weeks that is so restrictive. Like you guys want to eat foods that you want to eat forever. Like when you think about planning your food that way, like it's not going to be super restrictive and like you're missing out on things that you enjoy, right? Because you always have, you're knowing now that you're listening to your body to tell you when to stop eating instead of tracking calories or these types of foods or all that stuff. Like there should be no confusion about that. Eat what you want, but just only do it when you're truly hungry and stop when you're satisfied. Okay, and let and stop eating in response to boredom, loneliness, frustration, all of that kind of stuff, or feel like you need to out of obligation, all of those types of feelings. Kathleen says, what about a spouse who drinks and eats unhealthy? <laughs> yeah, so my husband did the same thing. Like when I first started doing this work, he overdrank and overate on the regular. So did all of my friends and my family, my parents, my sister, like, so much of it, I was around. You just have to focus on yourself. That's the best advice I can give you. Let them do them. And I like to think about what I advise my clients is like, use it as an opportunity 
to how can the, like think about how can him overeating and over drinking serve me? How can that actually help me? The interesting question, right? So like there's an obstacle there. How can that serve you in this work? It's going to you're going to feel uncomfortable, right? There's going to be temptations there. Work through those. Learn how to feel uncomfortable. Learn how to feel your urges. Learn how to manage your mind. When you're thinking and distracted like they should be doing something different or they need to do something in order for me to be successful, you're giving your own power away to making it a requirement for them to change so that you can change. And that's no fun because like then we're always just waiting and disappointed and frustrated because they haven't done what we think that they need to do in order for us to make the changes, right? You can make those changes. You just have to decide to do this for yourself. And whenever you find yourself looking at him and analyzing him and like how he shouldn't be doing this either, refocus that onto you. What can you think? What can you do to make the changes that you want in your life? I finally just had to let it go with my husband. I'm like, he's going to do him. He had done every other diet that I tried to as well. I always tried to get him on board with what I was doing and he, he would do it. <laughs> and this time was going to be different. I'm like, no, he, he's just going to go back to his own ways. I don't want him to do anything different. I just want to focus on me for once. And what happened was he actually came on board like six months later, totally stopped over drinking, lost like 50 something pounds. It was like an inspiration to him, right? He didn't want to be the, the one left behind. And I've heard this from so many other husbands as well and partners and spouses. So focus on you, let them do you. I know it seems easier, but I trust me, I know I also have three little kids and all the different meals, right? It's okay. Like just cook what you want to cook. And like husbands, my husband cooks for himself. I don't even worry about what he's making. He's welcome to eat what I'm eating. But I don't make it a big deal. We all sit down at the dinner table and eat together every night. My kids, they sometimes eat things differently. I'm willing to do that, though. And I'm teaching them how to cook so they can make their own food eventually. <laughs> You're welcome, Sylvia. Carrie says, are there any vitamins or supplements you take that you believe make a difference? Nope. I don't take any vitamins or supplements. And I don't recommend them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you guys are taking vitamins or like your doctor said you need to increase your vitamin D or you, you know, vitamin C and stuff like that, I have no problem with like true vitamins. Um, but I have not found the need to take supplements. I eat like the rainbow of colors and I love salads and, you know, a lot of vegetables and things like that. I actually enjoy eating those things go, you guys. It's not because I feel like I need to eat them to lose weight. I enjoy eating a salad because of the way it makes my body feel. And how I still have energy afterwards, right? So I feel like I get my nutrition through my food. Um, but you're welcome. I would, if you want to take vitamins, I have no problem with that. The supplements thing, it's like just make sure you're reading the ingredients. Make sure nothing has added sugar um, or processed things. We also don't want to do sugar supplements or substitutes. Um, none of that stuff, right? Like just eat food. Just eat food and listen to your body, and you guys will stay out of trouble. <laughs> All right. So food is a solution for hunger and a little bit of pleasure, right? We need food to stay alive. We're created to enjoy our food. If we didn't get pleasure from eating, we wouldn't be motivated to seek it out and we would die. Okay. So we are designed to enjoy what we're eating. So I recommend that you put food on your plan that you enjoy eating. <laughs> All right. This is work with it. Work with our natural tendencies, right? 
So going back to the motivational triad is like we're we have this operating system always running in everything that we do. We're motivated to seek pleasure, to avoid pain, and to save energy. Okay. So we want to eat foods that taste good. So we keep eating them, right? It can work against you if you get into the over-desire and you're eating a lot of shit food constantly in response to your emotions, then you can get into trouble. But like sit down and enjoy your food. Enjoy it. Be with it. Enjoy the taste. It's part of the amazing experience about of being alive and something that we should look forward to doing, okay? So the problem again is that we're over-pleasured with food and we seek it to solve many more issues than just hunger. So what happens? Say you guys, you're going to follow the, the steps I did. You're planning your food. You're eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're full, all that. You're tracking everything. So what's going to happen? <laughs> you're going to be conscious of what you're eating and why, first of all. And then you're going to notice you're going to have feelings, right? It's going to be revealed to you some feelings that you probably didn't know that you had or weren't willing to feel. So instead of eating off your plan or changing your food to something that sounds better, you don't do that. Instead, you're going to feel and you're going to allow yourself to be a little uncomfortable and you're going to get to know your feelings and how to process them. And then you can get clear on the thoughts that are running in your head. All of this is going to be revealed to you and it's going to be uncomfortable. Okay. But when you do that and you reveal this, what is actually going on in your life and in your mind, that is the real work to solving why we're using food to, to manage our lives in the first place. Okay. So it's like everyone's really excited in the beginning, right? And they use that motivation and that excitement to get through and they're willing to like, Oh, I'm going to follow my plan. It's going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. And then it's going to get boring <laughs> to do that. And you're going to be like, Oh, I was good all week. It's Friday. It's the weekend. Blah, 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 blah. I just need a break. Right. Don't do it though, okay? Just notice your feelings. What are you trying to have food solve for you? That's the work, all right? And that's a real job. Like that's a real, that's take some time to uncover and, and figure out. And that's exactly what I can help you as a life coach. So I help you, what, what I help my clients do is I help you how to identify those feelings which are driving those actions of overeating and overdrinking. And I teach you how to feel on purpose so that you are directed in the way that you want to go. Remember, our feelings drive our actions and eating foods or not eating foods, those are all actions that we take, right? Same thing with alcohol. And I coach you how to think about all the areas in your life in a way that feels good so that you don't want to escape your life with food and alcohol. And when you change the way you think and you under and you get to the underlying reasons, which is thoughts and feelings, and looking at those and analyzing those and changing them, then that's when you make a permanent change. That's how I've been able to keep my weight off because I'm a different person now. I think about food differently. I think about my life differently. And I'm not using food or alcohol as a tool to manage any of it. And so it's a permanent solution. So I wanted to just sort of go over some general thoughts and feelings to help you start recognizing your own thoughts about this. We did this as, as a first exercise in the beginning, but when you have thoughts about weight loss, Okay, you're like, I just don't know what to do anymore. I've tried all the things and you feel confused. Okay, this is a very common thought that you might have. I don't want to eat this. You might feel rebellious. <laughs> I don't feel like it. Dismissive. I need a break. Restrictive. Okay, I have to homeschool, go to work, take care of everything. You feel resentment, right? 
These are all thoughts that cause these feelings, not the goal of the weight loss, not what you're eating. It's your thoughts that are causing these feelings. Okay. So some new thoughts that will help you lose weight is I know what to do when you feel certain, right? I'm choosing eat to eat this way in control. It's my choice. Now I have to, I'm choosing to eat this way. This is easy. You feel willing, right? I can control what I can do today. Makes you feel in power. I choose to homeschool, to go to work, to take care of the house. Makes you feel in power. Remember, we don't have to do anything. We don't even have to get out of bed in the morning if we don't want to, but we want to. We make these choices to do these things. So empower yourself to feel like you're in control by changing your thoughts, changing those sentences in your brain that cause those feelings. So certainty and control, willingness, power, those are all feelings that will make weight loss easy for you, right? So going back, confusion, rebelliousness, dismissive, restrictive, resentment, those are feelings that cause us to want to eat more <laughs> to make ourselves feel better. Feel better. Remember, we're avoiding pain, seeking pleasure, and saving energy. We always have that running. So when we feel these types of feelings, we don't like that. So we tend to want to escape them with food and alcohol, right? And then we try to follow a diet plan. We still have these thoughts and feelings with us and the whole experience is miserable. So you've got to back it up and change the way you're thinking, right? This is just a few examples of how to do that. Change the way you're thinking about it. Change what you feel like you're in control of in your life, even with the pandemic, even with kids going back to school and job changes and all of that. You can control what's going on in your mind and how you feel 100% of the time. Steph says, removing I have to from my vocabulary has changed my life, right? Like when we think I have to do something, even like I have to follow my plan, that feels forced. Like you're being pushed against your own will. And we don't like that at all. <laughs> We don't like being pushed to do something, right? It doesn't feel good. And so we won't keep at it very long. Or we just carry around resentment towards our family members about doing all the things, right? Nobody has to do anything. It's a choice. Choose your language well that it serves you in like creating the results that you want in your life. So the feelings of certainty and power and confidence and love, those are feelings that drive actions like making good decisions, honoring your commitments that you've made to yourself, staying on track with your goals, deepening your relationships, staying healthy, eating healthy foods, exercising, confusion, denial, powerlessness, dread, frustration, resentment. All of those are feelings that drive actions like complaining, <laughs> judging, shaming, negative stories, sharing with your friends or family members, over drinking, over eating, over Facebooking, right? Over scrolling, avoiding shopping online for things that we don't need, all of that, okay? So these are all actions that we tend to do when we feel those bottom feelings, all right? So the, the big kind of bringing it home here, it's less about what you do when we think about weight loss or stopping over drinking. It's less about the actions that you take and more about what you are thinking, okay? Your thoughts create your results. Your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings drive the actions such as what you do to lose weight. So if you are thinking and feeling, it matters more than what you are eating or not eating. I really want you guys to hear me. I know it's so hard 
for you guys to really grasp this because we have been used to decades of this diet culture that we have to do these certain things in order to lose weight. And what you really have to do is get to the underlying issue of why you're eating in the first place, right? And manage your mind. And when you do that, it becomes a permanent solution. All right, so what do you guys wanna feel about weight loss? So I want you guys to type in the Q&A what you want to feel about starting to lose weight, okay? Instead of scared or frustrated or all those feelings you told me at the beginning, like what would you like to feel instead? Confident, yay. Empowered, excited, ready, prepared. Yes, love it. In control. Free. Okay, this is amazing. Ease. Yeah, can be easy, right? Like, do you guys believe that now? Like, it doesn't have to be this big daunting thing. You can eat what you're eating. You just plan your food, assess it at the end of the day, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. Isn't that amazing? And then you can think like, this is easy. This is fun. This is doable. I can do this right? I want to feel proud of myself. I want to feel like I care about myself. Yes. Like I'm not worried about everyone else, only myself. Hard to do. It does take some effort, but you can do it. Julie says it makes sense. Proud. At home in my body, listening to it. Awesome. Your body knows. Listen to your body. All right. So what can you guys think to feel those feelings? What do you need to think right now to feel proud of yourself? That is available to you right this second. What can you think about it feeling easy? I've got this. I'm capable. This is fun. I can do this. What are your thoughts? Laura says, I've heard for years about emotional eating. This explanation is so helpful. Yes. Think positive, not negative thoughts. Yep. I can do this and look forward to a positive change in my life. Amazing. Yep. This is going to be fun. I thought this is going to be exciting. This is going to be the last time that I lose weight. Like, if you really believe that, like, how exciting is that going to be? This is the last time I'm going to lose weight. I don't have to lose weight again after this. <gasps> Wouldn't that be amazing to, like, actually believe that? I believed that. I believed in this work so hard. It finally made sense to me and it's turned out to be the truth, right? And I've helped so many other women do the same thing. I'm worth it and excited for permanent change. You absolutely are worth it, Lisa. Yes. Andy, I want to feel proud of myself. I want to feel like I care about myself and I don't know how to do that yet. We just got to, you just got to work on your thoughts, Andy. We got to do some work there and cover, uncover what you currently think about yourself that's not making you feel confident. Right. So maybe doing a journal exercise for you is like, what do I think about my capabilities and dump all of that out in a journal so we can see what we're working with without judgment. Right. And then we can work on tweaking some of those thoughts to get you closer to feeling the confidence. Right. Coaching would definitely help you. I have the tools to do this. Yes. I love that one, Sylvia. Even though I have to, is that helpful? I have to drink water. I have to eat veggies. 
Yeah, so not fun, right? Like you get to eat vegetables if you want, or I want to eat veggies. They make me feel good. Or I like it when I drink water because I feel more energized and I'm not so hungry during the day or I don't get tired in the late afternoon. Like changing that vocabulary in your head is so important. All right. So when you guys feel this way that you just shared with me, like what do you feel like doing? You feel like doing all the things, right? You feel like anything is possible. So I just listed a few. You can go listen to podcasts. You can declutter. You could go for a walk, right? So many ideas instead of eating and drinking. <laughs> you could paint, write a book. Like think about all the time that you're going to have when you're not obsessing about what you're going to eat, tracking your calories, beating yourself up about it. The other thing I want you guys to do is stop beating yourself up if you don't follow your plan. Like that's just a hard no for me and my clients. We don't shame ourselves. We don't get down on ourselves and we don't do it perfectly. Do not accept perfection in this. Just make progress. That's it. Aim for a B minus work on this stuff, right? I don't follow my plan 100% of the time, ever. I really don't, but I have, you can make so much progress by doing B minus work. That's the beautiful thing. You don't expect it to be perfect. Don't expect it to look a certain way. Just follow along, evaluate when you don't eat what you planned or drink what you planned and be willing to learn from that and then move on. There's no need to beat yourself up. If you guys are overweight and you're struggling with this and you beat yourself up about overeating or over drinking and you still have those results, you know that it doesn't work. Just like all the diets that we talked about, right? It does not work. So let it go. Don't be hard on yourselves. All right, so benefits of life coaching for weight loss and over drinking is learning how to feel any emotion will eliminate the need for alcohol and excess food. That's the core of it. Solving the underlying issues of why you are overeating or over drinking, being comfortable with who you are in social situations without overindulging, not worrying or stressing about how much you will eat or drink if you will drink, and removing that regret and that shame and that guilt when you do over drink or overeat. And seeing that you are normal <laughs> makes you feel better about yourself. You guys, I read all the comments in here about what you guys are currently thinking. You're all on the same page, right? We're not alone in this. We all have the very similar common thoughts and feelings. So I just wanted to share a little testimonial from my client, Amy, on what is possible with life coaching. I mean, I'm a living example of what is possible when you, you know, actually dig in there and do the work to required instead of just following a plan. But Amy posted this in our private Facebook group. She wrote the post I've been waiting for. 2018, I was overweight, I overdrank, and I overate every time I indulged. I didn't know how to stop. I didn't know why I was doing it. I hated myself for doing so. I was unhappy and unhealthy. And then Christmas 2019, I'm at my goal weight. I don't overdrink or overeat. And when I do have a failure, I know how to react. I treat myself with compassion. And I look at it as a chance to learn and grow. I have the tools to see why I overindulged in the past and how to set amazing goals for my future. I'm happy and healthy. And then she updated this like a few months later, quick update, offer some support and hope to the newcomers. About a year ago, I started with Angela. My life's focus before was food and alcohol. When can I get it and how much of it can I get? Today, my focus is health and wellness. I exercise almost daily. I feel my feelings. I meal plan. I plan my drinks. I journal daily and seek out friends that share similar interests. I'm down 56 pounds. I went from a size 14 to a size six. I've never been a size six in my life. I'm consuming far less alcohol. My desire for it went from a nine or 10 to a two. Journaling is such a huge part of my life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I used to feel like I was chasing a goal, but then realized the process is my goal and things begin to fall in place. You've got this. So you guys, anything is possible. It doesn't matter how long you've been struggling. 
Amy's an example, I'm an example, I've got tons of other testimonials of people I've worked with that when they apply what I teach, they get the results that they want. So I'm inviting you guys to join me in my small group coaching program. This is just a couple of my before and after pictures. If you are interested to working with me, we need to talk on the phone. And this is a link for you to request a call with me about joining that program and what the details are and if you would be a good fit. All right. So you might want to screenshot this. I can probably, um, Julie says I'm like AP now. I can, let me exit out of here. I can probably chat you this um this link into the chat box and then you guys can all have it and save it. Let's see. So I'm gonna chat you that link. You guys should all have that now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sylvia said, you're so positive and delightful. I don't feel judged by you. I can tell you care. Keep up the sun shining. Of course. You guys, you can all do that. I'm going to stop my share and just come back on the screen. There we go. You guys, you can do this. Of course, there's no judgment here. We're all human beings. We all make mistakes. And what we do in those mistakes can make our results or break us, right? So like shaming, getting hard on you, saying we have to start over, all that stuff, it doesn't work. And I want you guys to have fun with this process. I want you to enjoy the process. And so being hard on ourselves and, and any of that is just not what we do here. Um, it should be fun. It should be enlightening, um, life-changing, like exciting. All of that stuff is available if you know how to manage your mind through this process and learn how to about learn how to think about things differently. So that's exactly what I can help you do. Yay, Julie says I'll be in contact for sure. Yay. What questions do you guys have? I'm way over time, <laughs> um, but I can stick around and ask any questions at all that you guys have for me. I'm here for you for the next couple minutes. Um, just chat them in the Q&A. Thank you. You're amazing. You're welcome, Lisa. I'm glad you could join too. All right. You guys going to do everything? Plan your meals? Track it? Eat when you're hungry? Awesome. All right, you guys. Well, if you don't have any other questions, I'm going to sign off. You know how to get in touch with me. You've got my link to my calendar. Um, have a good night, and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Hey, what did you guys think of the class? Fun, right? Is your mind blown a little bit? <laughs> are you ready to let go of all of your diet thinking? And are you excited about this? Are you thinking it might be easy for you to lose weight? Well, listen, this is exactly what we're doing inside of my Stop Over Drinking and Start Living program. I can't stress enough that when you address the underlying issues and get coaching around your mindset and learn how to feel your feelings, your whole life can open up and you start being less distractive with losing weight and stopping over drinking. You start doing more of the things that you actually enjoy and have time for. So if you want to talk to me about joining my small group coaching program, highly suggest you request a call. The link to do that is in the show notes and we will talk to you all soon. Have a good one. Bye for now. Did my